Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone is doing fantastic on this tremendous mm-hmm. Thursday. My days have kind of ran all kind of together. And um, I'm glad to be back here with you guys to uh, close out the week. Obviously, we have tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure I'll be here with you. Just been on the road a lot. I have been doing some moving, um, spent some time with Mimi, and it's just today I've had probably 50 phone calls plus a couple of meetings. Just been madness. And then Seth, who's my lead coach up in uh, Crescent City, who we've probably talked 10 times today, He's like, what is going on? And I'm like, it's a full moon. It's a full moon. Hello, Julia. So if it's absolutely crazy in your neck of the woods, it's because of the full moon. Blame it on the gravity. It Without fail, it happens over and over and over. Hello there, Mimi. And I, I've been seeing it for years. People think it's a weird thing, but literally there is something about the pull of gravity and the full moon and how it makes many of us crazy which kind of brings me to the topic for tonight but also a post that i saw from my friend bell sweeney just as i was signing on with you guys hello tracy in new jersey and it's the many the many faces of mindfulness and bell was saying um, you know, kind of a big shout out to all the teachers in the schools who recognize that there's COVID and there's fires and it's snowing ashes and there's evacuees. And you, from that state of awareness and mindfulness that kids are stressed and parents are stressed and families are stressed and communities are freaking stressed and school and education, education drops down on the priority list when we're in survival. I want you to think about that for a moment. Education drops down on the survival list when we're in, drops down in the priority list when we're in survival. Carrie says chaos here too. Well, bless you, Carrie, and all your family. And what's up, Julia? And, and hello, hello, Ed. You guys, I hope you guys are doing well in Nova Scotia. So the thing is, and as I said that, it, may, it it triggered another thought. A lot of times, and this is this is mindfulness. We are not always mindful of the fact that if you're a school teacher, and I sat on an IEP yesterday for probably 45 minutes. It was a real snooze fest, mind you, but we got through it. If you're an educator, and that is your livelihood, and that's your job, and it's funny, and I'm going to bring that back around to my conversation with, with Seth um, just a couple days ago. Um, your job as an educator is tied into your very survival. And so then if you expand that out to the bigger entities of schools, there's a lot of stress that gets created around needing to make sure children are getting their education because that is rooted in survival. So think about that. Think about how, how as educators, your own financial stress, your own family stress, your own community stress, 
your the, the the stress of our society when it comes to you know all the virtual learning and the this and the that. Hey, thank you, Gina, for this 100 stars. And hello there, Johnny, Michigan girl, checking in. When all of that is tied in and anchored to your own very survival, it really changes things, and it could potentially make it really, really difficult to be mindful. Now, Seth called me the other day, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he was like, whoa, you know, what's, and he's an educator by training too, and he's my one of my lead coaches, and uh, super, super knowledgeable, outside, think outside of the box, experienced guy, and he's like, whoa, you know, what do we do with these kids who, you know, they're going along pretty good and then they just decide they don't want to do school anymore. How do we, how do we work with this? And, you know, how do we support these parents to support these kids? And, you know, I can just feel this anxiety through the phone, which is a beautiful thing. Tracy, absolutely. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Education is not one of those. We forget about that. Basic survival, education just happens to drop on the priority list. Not that education is not important. Not saying that. Just saying, when you're in freaking crisis, when you're in freaking survival, not many of you decide to just sit down and read a book. Some of you may be, but most of us don't because it's just too freaking stressful. So, Seth's anxiety was sky high, and I was, I was smiling because maybe that's not maybe i'm not supposed to smile when someone's anxiety is that high but uh absolutely being a being a teacher is stressful especially during this day and time but uh, i started smiling because i could feel how high his anxiety was but i knew it was rooted in his own his own uh, persona as an educator and this challenge with our especially our gifted children who really struggle with school in these these moment-to-moment -moment scenarios so his anxiety was really tied into this and he was like you know the fear to love thing I love it it's so good but then when this kind of situation happens what do you do <laughs> so it's like you know we think that you know, this fear to love model, this love-based model that I'm always preaching about, we think that it's situational. It's not situational. This is a life process. And so the first thing I did after I giggled a little bit and I said, the first thing I want to do, Seth, is I want to just acknowledge for you that it is really, really stressful for you to have kids who potentially struggle with school because that's tied into to who you are the essence of who you are and you let that reflect back on who you are and he just it just as soon as I said that he was like yeah 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 and so it's just like acknowledging for just a moment whoa hold up homeboy yes there are struggles and yes there are issues but this isn't about you this isn't this isn't to be taken personally by you. So that's the first thing that we address. Kimberly says, I told the teacher about my stress and he told me it was my fault, my kids were not succeeding. Basically he told me, yeah, so that's, that's the thing. And so that's so sad, it's so sad, it's so unfortunate that all we tend to wanna to do is place blame. And so all of a sudden when kids aren't doing what they need to do, then the teachers blame the, blame the, blame the parents, and then the parents turn around and blame the kids, and then guess what? We're just all mired in this big game of blame. And you know what? It totally lacks any mindfulness. 
None of us are slowing down for just a moment. And this is what I said to Seth. After I acknowledged his own anxiety and his stress, I said, now, first of all, let's keep in mind, these kids aren't even in their families. Some of these kids aren't even in their homes, right? Some of these kids have just went through some kind of enormous stressor, some big trauma. These kids struggle in school when it's great outside and there's no COVID, no pandemic, no evacuations. These kids struggle in school. So these kids struggling is not a surprise. And we, we, we forget about all of this for the moment. We're just like, because we get so stressed, we get so overwhelmed and we, we drop into our own survival and we're like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? I gotta do it, I gotta get this kid to learn. And guess what, as soon as you do that, you start feeding the very dynamic that makes it almost impossible for them to learn already. So we have to be mindful. And this is, this is in every situation. And, and this is, this is the, the, many, the many factors or the many faces of mindfulness. The many faces of mindfulness are that our immediate, our immediate focus has to always be on ourself. Mindfulness is not situational. Mindfulness is not experience dependent. Mindfulness is a practice that is important in every moment, every moment. And my mom told me that, told me the, uh, about my uncle get, almost getting into it. My uncle's like 60 years old, almost getting into a fight with this man at the grocery store because the man was standing too close to him. And when he asked the man to back up, the man started cussing him. And then all of a sudden they just all got stressed out. There's another situation of, of where mindfulness becomes important. And so what we as parents want to do with our kids, and I'm going to tie this back around to school, what we want to do with our kids is when all the stress escalates is we, we stop being mindful. We become mindless. Mindless. Less of mind. And when we become less of mind, then we stop thinking about the whole dynamic we stop thinking about all that all of the very all of the many factors and variables that play out in any situation and it's it's something i've become accustomed to anytime a situation arises i never focus on the situation i always start by looking at where it started. I call that my A to Z principle. You, it's never about X, Y, and Z. It always starts at A, B, C, D. And if we look at that, we can always change the outcomes that we're dealing with. And so when we get stressed, we want to try to push our children, we want to try to force them, we want to try to cajole them into doing, doing this thing so that we can literally feel safe from their teachers and from their schools and then what happens, the schools are not being mindful. Then the teachers, because the schools are putting pressure on the, on the teachers, because the government's putting pressure on the school, everyone's freaking stressed out and everyone's putting increasing pressure on one another. And it just flows all the way down. And guess who it ends up on? It ends up on our kids. It ends up on our kids. But see, I believe that we have a responsibility. And you think I'm, yeah, you guys might think I'm crazy. And you think I might be just saying this because it's your kids and not my kids. 
but I've been doing this for 20 years. I've, I've got grown kids. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've, I, all of my kids are almost grown. That means I've done this with all of my kids. School, although important, I've got all the education, never the priority. So when it rolled down from the government to the school to the teacher and tried to approach my child, I always turned around, turned around and faced the teacher and faced the school and potentially even faced the government if that's what I need to do in order to protect and shield my child. My child's emotional health is always number one because I understand I understand and I know that if my child's emotional health is intact and if my child is regulated, then they're going to be able to learn because isn't that at the end of the day, isn't that, the really, isn't that really the goal for our children to be able to learn? See, we forget about that. We forget, you forget in the moment that your child's freaking smart, that they already know how to read and they already know how to write and they all already know a little bit about how to handle money and they already know a little bit of history and, and they know a whole lot more about social media than we'll ever know, right? But even just a moment ago, I signed up Wi-Fi and, and two, two young youngsters couldn't do it. I did. I felt so good in that moment. I'm like, ah, huh, huh. One for the, for the old folks right there. We forget that it is our responsibility as parents to protect our children. And we can't worry about the teachers. We can't, I, I love all my teachers. I mean, some of my coaches are teachers. We can't worry about the teachers. They got to deal with their own stress. They got to deal with their school and they got to deal with the government. We, we've got to raise our children and we've got to protect them. We have to be an advocate. We have to fight for them. And you know what? In that moment... And that moment is a daggum mosquito. Mosquitoes freaking love me. I have the sweetest meat ever. In that moment, when our children need us, when they are stressed and they can't do their, their schoolwork in that moment, you don't have to get scared and overwhelmed and, and afraid that they're never going to learn because that just creates a dynamic to where you, where you literally create, start creating more stress. All you've got to do is back up, slow down, take a break, say get off of it, shut it down, don't even get on it today, move away from it, we'll deal with it later, let me do some of it. You see, I just, I just knocked down five different things you can do. And you don't do that, this is important, and I'm going to close this thing out. You don't do that as a means to an end. Like, I don't say to a kid, close that crap. Put that, throw it away. I'm, we're not stressing over this today. Put it away. Let's go for a walk. I don't say that. Let's go play basketball. I don't say that because I have this master plan that tomorrow they're going to get up and do their schoolwork. I could care less because I'm just living in this moment. And in this moment, all I want to do is be in relationship with you. In this moment, all I want to do is help you understand that nothing's going to come in between our relationship. Nothing's more important than our relationship. Nothing's more important than my love for you. No one is going to hurt you. No one is going to, to abuse you. No one is going to, to bring any harm to you. I'm your protector. I'm the one who's going to take care of you. And in this moment, nothing matters but me and you. And then when you understand that and when you feel that, See, this is the transformative power of love. When you feel that, and your child really feels that, and there's no motivation for, well, if I do this today because Brian said it, then tomorrow he's going to do his schoolwork. No, that's not what I'm saying, because that doesn't matter. Because guess what? You might not wake up tomorrow. 
You might not wake up tomorrow. So we're not going to worry about tomorrow. We're going to focus on today, and we're going to sow the seeds of love today. And you know what? When tomorrow comes around, because your child's feeling loved, and because your child is feeling like they really are smart and capable, when they sit down and it's time to do schoolwork, they're going to sit down with a lot less stress and overwhelm simply because they know there's no threat between you and them. That's important. See, when they know there's no threat between you and them, that changes the dynamic. When they know you're standing beside them instead of against them, changes the dynamic. And then you deal with the next day when it comes up. And I will tell you from experience, kids don't mind school. It's stressful. Some days they don't want to do it. Same way we don't want to go to work. We call in sometimes. We don't want to we don't want to do it. Some days I don't do the daily dose. Some days I don't want to answer phones, even though I do. Well, maybe I don't answer them all the time. But we do it. But but we're guess what? We're adults. And we have to learn through childhood that we can have those times and those moments where we can collapse because we're still kids and we're still learning and we're still young. And some of your kids, oh my God. They've only been in the world 10 years. They've only been in the world five years. They've only been in the world three years. They've only been in the world 15 years. How? That's no time. That's no time considering that we've been, I've, I've been in this world 47 years. So give yourself a break and then give your child a break and don't let any sucker, don't let any sucker convince you that you're going to get in trouble because you done been raised by your mom and your daddy. Ah, ooh, I used to be quick to tell people that. Hey, you know, I, I got a mom and a daddy. You don't talk to me like you're my mom and my daddy because you're not. And you, you're not going to threaten me. You're just not because it's not going to hold up because that's threats never hold up because the only thing you can do with threat is try to increase more threat. And then at some point, and see, this is why I always, you know, I kind of get into it with parents about the whole punishment thing is you can only punish so much for so long by the time they get to adolescence if all you've been doing is operating on punishment you, you're not gonna punish any any further well it's the same way with parents especially these days and times schools can't do anything but threaten that's all they're gonna do you're just you're you're not alone you're one of at least 20 other parents in any given school with a child who struggles so don't succumb to the threats because that just triggers your own mom and dad issues, which, you know, we all are fearful of our moms and dads, more or less, especially when we're children. So mindfulness, slow down, pay attention, listen, understand, focus on the moment. Let tomorrow take care of tomorrow. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. In any given moment, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can stop, slow down, take three to ten deep breaths, and choose love. Thought I felt another mosquito. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.